I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast about all things Disney, and we bring you some cool interviews. We've got a great one for you today. But first, I'm your host, Vanessa Ferguson, and I'm joined by a co-host I haven't seen in a minute. Hi, Brett Rutherford. <laughs> Hello there. It's great to be back. Yes. And we also have B Bonner here today. Hi, B. Hi, friends. I'm back. Yay. <laughs> we so appreciate you filling in for Craig, who couldn't be here with us today, but that's okay. The three of us are going to have a lot of fun because we're going to get to talk to Cindy Winters, who is performing in Disney Princess, the concert, and it's going to be in Peoria on December 2nd and in St. Louis, December 10th at the Fabulous Fox. I mean, you can't really go wrong with either of those venues. This is just going to be a fantastic concert, and we're going to ask her all the questions about her. Now, Cindy Winters, of course, if you are not familiar, she played Nala on Broadway. She made her Broadway debut there, and then she also went on to perform in Broadway's Hamilton. And so we're going to ask her about that. But are you guys excited about this interview? Tell me what you're looking forward to most. B, we'll go to you. Well, I'm really, really excited because she's done some amazing things. And I feel like I can relate to her on some levels. But I'm really excited to hear her talk about Beyonce because, you know, Beyonce played Nala in the live action. So there's some connection going there. And then she's done some awesome projects. I mean, I won't spoil it. You'll just have to wait to hear it. But I'm just so excited to talk to this lady. Brett, what about you? I've had the pleasure of, of hearing her sing and perform at Destination D23 in Orlando and at D23 Expo. And so to talk to her, oh, that's, it's, it's, I have some great questions. Well, I have some questions. Who knows if they're great, but, um, but I can't wait to talk to her and find out just a little bit more, you know, about her, her, her craft and what she has a passion for. And I can't wait to talk to her. Well, I have to tell you, I am excited to talk to Cindy about, you know, her, she's really big on social media. I've really enjoyed getting to learn about her, but also watching some of her videos on her YouTube page, getting to see her, the voice live reaction videos to how people sing and how they perform. She gives some if, if you're a performer and you're wanting some really good tips and some feedback, I would go watch her reaction videos because she gives great advice. But she also, like I said, is a Disney princess on stage. And I'm really looking forward to learning more about this show. I can't wait to see it this December. And so we're going to ask her all the questions about that. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into our interview with Cindy Winters. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us today on Beyond the Mouse. We are just so excited to have you on. On the show today. We've been waiting for your upcoming concert for a while now. And this was a performance that was scheduled near us and got rescheduled because of the pandemic. But we're just so excited to see you in Peoria. We, we might even go to St. Louis as well. It's very close to us at the Fabulous Fox. But we're going to talk about that concert. But first, we want to dive right into talking about your Broadway career. And our first question is about your Broadway debut in The Lion King. And for me, this is the best score of any Disney musical with songs like Shadowland and He Lives in You. So how excited were you coming into the show as Nala and what was that experience like? I will have to say that um, the dream started back in the 90s when the animated feature came out and the music was just so captivating, right? I mean, once you first heard that, nah, 
Tingonia. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be, I guess this is going to be great. Uh, I'm a kid. I don't know. Right. But then I was obsessed with it. I, I remember buying um, a sing-along tape, which I was later able to find like on tour last, uh, this last tour earlier this year, the actual sing-along tape with the booklet and I remember wearing it out. My parents were driving on vacation in Jamaica. And I remember like making my entire family like play this tape. And then when the musical came out and I heard songs like He Lives in You and Shadowland and even Morning Report, <laughs> all uh -huh. these new original songs, I just wanted to be a part of the thing even more. And I had a dream of being young Nala. And then, you know, I got older and realized that maybe being adult Nala could be in my future. And Heather Headley, who originated the role of Nala, is from Trinidad. And my family's from the Caribbean as well. We're Jamaican. So I just, uh, I just dreamed that dream. I remember being in my car driving in New York and listening to Shadowland like I was in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I know well, V's a big fan of Heather Headley too. And I am. Uh, you actually have a, yes. our next Lion King question. I do. And I'm glad you're talking about dreams because you actually had one of my dreams. And that is the opportunity to meet Queen B, that is Beyonce. And I'm so happy to say I share a name with this woman. That makes me so excited. So, you know, when she was preparing to do Nala and the live action Lion King, you were able to meet her. And I know you were probably just as ecstatic as I am. But as the Nala veteran, were you able to impart, you know, any words of wisdom to Beyonce as she got ready to take on that role from the movie? Oh, that's so funny. Yes, Beyonce is one of my favorites. And uh, I'm so honored that our paths cross and we got a chance to meet each other. As I call every woman who's played Nala a sister Nala. Yes. You know, um, I actually didn't meet her in preparation for the film. The film was already made, but it was a beautiful moment. She's a beautiful person. And I'm so glad that we got to meet. Yeah, I love that. It's like a sisterhood. Absolutely. I mean, I, Lion King has been around so long, 25 years this year. And there's so many people who've come through those doors, thousands worldwide. So I always say, you know, we have this sort of understanding in the Lion King or at the Lion King that you never really leave the pride. And it's kind of like a one big fraternity. Like if you were in Lion King, you know, what it all was and you can celebrate it together so i love it and whenever anybody new enters the company we say welcome to the pride lands that love is so that. great i love that too brett you have our next question well so you performed in broadway's hamilton which mm -hmm. can we say what can we say about the perfection of this hamilton the musical <laughs> well but i bet you have something to say about your experiences anything you'd like to share um, I will say that I've been very lucky to be a uh, part of musicals that play to my strengths. I'm a singer songwriter. I rap as well. So uh, hip hop and reggae music and soul and R&B are sort of the, the, my background. Isn't really musical theater. Cause, uh, that's a kind of a byproduct of the, the genres that I'm influenced that we all are influenced by. Right. Mm -hmm. So when Hamilton was coming out, I learned about it 
and knew that this was exactly what I wanted to be a part of. And I'm so glad that I got my opportunity. Uh, I played all three of the Schuyler sisters. I was the principal standby for Peggy, Angelica, Eliza, and Mariah Reynolds. And um, it was a dream come true. Honestly, it's a fantastic show. It's nonstop. And audiences really have taken to it so well. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the show. And when I saw Angelica's performance of Satisfy for the first time, I saw Renee Elise Goldsberry do it at the public theater. And I said immediately, I said, that, I want to do that. And to be able to do that on Broadway with uh, people who keep coming to the show is, it was a great honor. Wow. And you know what? We are really big Hamilton fans here. I listen to the soundtrack at least once a week, I will admit. That's that's my thing. And so Amazing. it's so yeah, I'm so excited to hear that you played all three Skylar sisters. And you know, they're very distinct characters. And in my head, I think I would get them confused because I tend to get things confused in my life. But as you were, you know, taking on these characters, how did you prepare to play each sister? Oh, that's a really good question. I think one at a time, firstly. Yeah, <laughs> you can only do one at a time. But when I first joined the cast, we have a four week process to learn each role. So the first role I learned was Peggy Mariah. We call that a, you know, a, we call each role a track. So that was my track that I, the first track that I learned was Peggy Mariah. And then I learned, I think, Eliza. And then I learned Angelica last. And it took, uh, I would say, three months to really get everyone under my belt. But I would watch the show every night. So I would pick up what I didn't get in rehearsal on stage just through watching the show. I really liked the, that position at Hamilton. I felt it was the best gig on Broadway besides Nala who comes in <laughs> at the second act because I get to play somebody different all the time. And I, that's sort of how my brain works. It keeps things fresh. It keeps things new. Sometimes I had to be Eliza in the matinee and Angelica in the evening on a two show day, I'd sometimes, it'd be so hectic. I had to look down at what color dress I was wearing to know which which side of the stage I was gonna enter <laughs> and exit from. Uh, and sometimes I got it, most of the time I got it right. Sometimes it was an adventure. So uh, yeah. And what people don't realize, or maybe the Hamilton, the true Hamilton fans realize is we had an entire cast almost backstage of swings and standbys those actors who covered every role on stage, ensemble and principal. And we would just be hanging out back there during the show, enjoying ourselves, having game night, having spa day, watch the shows on certain days. You know, we didn't watch every day because you want to keep it fresh. So that's a little, I guess that's a little behind the scenes we love secret. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Spa day was if the I best. Just, was if I just spa day my hair. <laughs> okay. That sounds like the best cast to be a part of. If you had to be a part of any cast backstage, it sounds like you're having the most fun there with spa days. My goodness. And so now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about Disney Princess, the concert. Uh, like I said, we're just really, really looking forward to the show. This is, uh, from what I understand, a celebration of the princesses we love. And so we're wondering, can you tell us a little bit about the music and, and how each princess will be highlighted? You know, what are we going to hear you sing? We're so excited. So Disney Princess of the Concert I'm, is a special show, okay? I'm so excited to be a part of this first touring cast, this first national touring cast. We had a, 
a leg earlier this year between January and April. Oh, actually, we started February 1st and, and through mid-April with Susan Egan, Annalisa Vanderpoel, Ariel Jacobs, and myself celebrating 12 princesses and the two queens from Frozen and Queen Nala. She's in there too. And um, I'm so honored that I get to sing Shadowland outside of the context of The Lion King. That song lives outside of the, the musical. Usually it's the circle of life or Okuna Matata, but Shadowland gets to live in Disney Princess, the concert. So, so exciting. I also celebrate Princess Tiana. I celebrate Queen Anna and Princess Merida from Brave. Oh, wow. We share curly hair. So I'm, I'm. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Special, I feel special. <laughs> well, I've had just a uh, well. I've had the honor of of hearing you sing. I was at, I attended Destination D twenty three at Walt Disney World last November. Yes, D twenty three Expo in Anaheim. So it, in August, but your performances were so wonderful and so inspiring. And I also checked out your YouTube, The Princess Vloggeries, and that is such a fun way. That was such a fun way to connect to your audiences and your fans and friends. Thank and you. Well, yes, yeah, so it was fun. And then to watch all your others. Yeah, we're big fans. So, um, so <laughs> in the video, you mentioned your deep connection to Disney growing up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. When I was a kid, I think I took my first Walt Disney trip. My mom took us to Disney World. I'm originally from New York. I remember taking my first Disney trip. Maybe I was three. The pictures are so cute. Oh my gosh. My mother was dressing us, my sister and I, like we were twins. And we would walk around Walt Disney World. People would ask, are they twins? And she'd be like, no, what makes you think that? Hello, we're dressed the same. <laughs> anyway, we would go several times a year and one I remember one weekend in middle school from New York, my mother took us to Disney World eight weekends in a row. She had just gotten her job with Delta Airlines. And so she was like, this is what we're going to do, honey. We wow. are going to Disney World every week. And we went for eight weekends in a row. She was Disney dedicated, honey. She was Disney oh, yeah. doing it before there was a before there was a Disney D twenty three fan D23. club expo. And is a yeah, she was doing it. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> wow, congratulations on that. She knew how to Thank bring you. up her children right in the Disney way. Yeah. You know, right. you yeah. know, and so I guess it doesn't always, but it's definitely it's definitely paying off. She's been to a lot of Disney concerts and a lot of Disney things, cruises and and shows, and she's very. Uh, I think she's quite proud and got her ROI, return on investment. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that is so fun. You know, if I could go every weekend for an amount of time, I would definitely go. But <laughs> I don't have that type of money, but it's okay because we get to live through you and the other Disney princess performers. And you named some of them earlier. Um, and I love a lot of them too. Oh my gosh, it's just wonderful. But, you know, as you're in this U.S. national tour, what are you looking forward to? And do you have any behind the scenes stories of performing with the princesses? You talked about Spa Day with the Hamilton crew, but what's going on with the Disney princess crew? Oh, wow. We, uh, this Disney princess crew is lit, y'all. Okay. <laughs> this particular cast, we have Annalisa Vanderpoel, myself, Christy Altamar, and Isabel McCall. And they are fierce women. We also have Prince Adam Levy and our magical musical director, our fairy god fairy, Benjamin Rauhala, who has created the most beautiful 
arrangements. Y'all are singing in four-part harmony. Yes. He has arranged these Disney classics in four-part harmony, and it, like, will chill you to the bone. And, you know, behind the scenes, we do, we have done workouts together. We do our daily workout. We um, have nighttime snacks. Very important. <laughs> Very important. Very important. Um, and I also record. I also record things for my my social media and to bring fans behind the scenes. And we share, we share just backstage stories. And I get the cast members to ask to answer questions and really have a great time. We're a big family or a small family actually, traveling on the road. This is my first experience uh, on a bus tour. Wow. Uh, usually uh, in my in the past, I've done um, musical theater tours uh, of The Lion King and Motown the Musical, where we're in a particular city for a few weeks. And this is my first one night only concert tour. I feel like a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. So what's the like being on that? What's the like being on that bus though? Because I've seen videos of people on the tour buses and it looks fun, but it looks a little cramped. So for you, you know, what's that experience like just being in a place for one night? Um, the bus is moving. <laughs> so during the night, so I'm asleep. Thank goodness. It's an adjustment, I think, you know, it's an adventure. Uh I, I knew going into this project that we were gonna have an adventure, mm. especially coming out of the pandemic where people were inside. And for this, uh, to a lot of people, this to be the first outing that they have with their families, their first opportunity to dress up. Like you said, you went to D23, Destination D23 and D23 Expo. Mm -hmm. And the joy that people have right now just to be able to go outside and, and enjoy something like Disney again is really special. And touring the country was sort of feeling like a healing experience for not only myself, but for the fans as well. I remember, I, I just remember seeing grown women in the front row, like bawling their eyes out because, you know, let it go is a vibe. Okay. It's very emotional. And I'm happy to celebrate that moment again, and as and as often as I can. Well, one of the things we've noticed while watching the clips of the show and seeing part of it live is how often you hear children's voices in the audience. Can you tell, <laughs> us, can you tell us what the experience is like performing to these young people and how how you will be known as their Disney princess? Oh, you know, sure. <laughs> Thank you for saying sure. that. They're so sweet. I think. I, that's why I do it. I love young people. I love working with children. I feel like they're, we have such an influence on igniting the passion within them for the next generation, you know? And when I was growing up, I didn't see a Disney princess that looked like me. The, my, my heritage is I'm Chinese Jamaican. And so the closest one I could get to was Mulan mm -hmm. that looked similar to me, but mm -hmm. not really at all. But her, her qualities, she had a very close relationship with her father. So did I. Mm -hmm. And so do I, and you know, she's a warrior and I think I can do Kung Fu in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, she was the princess that was for, for me growing up. And now when I get to embody a princess on stage and I look for little girls who look like me and who are dressed like Tiana, cause you know, they don't have to look like me to dress like Tiana or, or be dressed like in their version of Nala. 
it's so special. And or Merida, where we both have curly hair. It's so special. And so it means a lot to me. It really does. And you can see when you go to my YouTube channel and, and see my performance videos and things like that, you can see how how deeply uh, invested I am in young people in their education and in arts and, and mm -hmm. excitement and inspiration. Yeah, That's absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've just so enjoyed learning more about you, not only as a Disney princess, as a stage actor, but also just some of the other projects that you work on. We really have enjoyed learning more about those. And B, I think you have a, a question about a passion project of yours. Uh, B, what, what do you have for us? Yeah, I just want to say that as a Black woman, Lena Horne is just one of the most influential women I have ever seen. I remember going, growing up and watching The Wiz for the first time, and I'm like, who is this beautiful lady? So if, for those that don't know, she is one of the greatest singers and activists of all time, really influential during the civil rights movement. And Cindy, you created Lena, A Moment with the Lady. And it's really a one-woman play with music that really showed Lena's fight to be heard. And so many women are fighting to be heard now and back then. So why was this such an important story for you to tell? And, you know, how did studying Lena's life create or shape your life as you went on? Oh, wow. That's a really great question. And you hit it right on the head. I think I started this project as an opportunity to tell a, a story about a woman who has a very strong legacy whose tenacity never quit mm -hmm. you know she lived until she was 92 she lived a long time she saw a lot she did a lot she's she impacted a lot of people's lives and sometimes she was graceful about it and sometimes she was loud about it and she risked her reputation on several occasions to advocate for for those who were voiceless in in this certain respect and growing up she faced adversity through racism through being a woman and there are some of those things that are sort of congruent to modern times and without her i don't know where you know where we would really be mm -hmm. she was heavily involved in many organizations that help break barriers for people of color so um in front of the camera and behind the scenes in Hollywood. So I am so inspired by her. She uses the power of her voice, not only in singing, but in speech, uh, in activism, in pride, in heart. And while I was working and studying Lena Horne and working on the project, I wrote the show, produced the show, uh, you know, find, find the team to help direct it and put it together. So when you become someone who creates your own thing, it, it empowers you because you're essentially creating your own world. You know, I'm also a recording artist and uh, my current project right now is Butterfly Black with, it's a duo R&B project with a uh, Grammy Award bassist, Ben Williams. Mm -hmm. And um, we're creating music that brings people together, that creates a reconnection and we're doing it 100% independently. We don't have a record wow. label. Mm -hmm. We have become obsessed with ownership and creating opportunities for ourselves. Yes. Um, and not a, just passing it off for somebody else to, to do it for you. You know, I want to know as many parts to this puzzle as possible so we can make the best informed decisions because 
if it's me and my energy and my personality and my image on the line, then I want to make sure that it's the best that it can be. And similarly for Lena Horne, that's how she was. She was very polished. She was aware of, of the stakes. And for me, it's, it's no different. And yeah. she was pretty funny. So she was. I, <laughs> She had like a sassiness about her. (laughs) Yeah, she was a free woman. Love that. Love that. I love that all the passion that you're putting into these projects, whether it's the Lena Horn one or, you know, your Talk Miami podcast or your YouTube videos. I love, I love your voice, the voice reaction videos. And it, it seems like you, you're just so ambitious and smart and you just know everything that there is to know about how to be successful in this genre of the arts. It's not just one channel of just being a stage performer. You're doing it all. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, what is some advice that you would give to some artists that maybe is looking up to you to kind of follow in your footsteps because it seems like you you would just have so much to share. What's something that you might share today? Oh, I mean Thank you for saying that. That's it's a truly an honor to get to do what I do. And I, like I mentioned earlier and, and on my YouTube channel, I created this content to give young artists sort of any tips and tricks that I learned along the way. And I got so much great feedback that they asked me to develop my own program and a course. So I developed Roar and then all pun intended, honestly. <laughs> um, but ROAR is an acronym and it stands for reliability, optimism, authenticity, and resourcefulness. And all of those things a performer has to possess in order to find success in your life and on stage. So we do a lot of self-building before we go out into uh, an audition or a rehearsal room, because there's so many people out there who can teach you how to sing, dance, and act, and that's fine. And a triple threat is a person who was widely known as someone who was a singer, dancer, and actor. But I believe that we're going to reimagine. I love that word. Disney loves to use the word reimagine. <laughs> Tomorrow, <laughs> we're going to reimagine the word, the term triple threat. And I believe a triple threat is a, an artist who can create, produce, and promote their own work. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. That is great. And the Roar program helps do that. Absolutely. It's so cool to see almost, it's almost like you're manifesting this career for yourself. And it's just so exciting to see it's dynamic. It's fun. It it gives us us such pleasure as someone who gets to watch all the content that you create. It's just been so fun to see that. Now we are going to talk just a little bit more about Disney. We're going to go into our rapid fire because we've heard that you're a big Disney fan. (laughs) So you can go as fast as you'd like with these, or if you want to elaborate, it's up to you. Let me stretch. uh, Bring it on. Uh There you go. (laughs) So Brett, give us our first Disney rapid fire question. Sure. Okay. So what is your favorite Disney animated film? And you can go classic, you can go, you know, post-Renaissance, whatever you'd like. You can, yeah. I'm giving you a couple of options, unless you just want to go with, this is my favorite. Yeah. I'll say today it's Coco. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. This is rapid fire, so I've got to keep things moving along. Yeah, I got to keep your, going. Come on. I'm sorry. Your favorite <laughs> Disney live action film. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, that Aladdin. Could, that Aladdin was good. Aladdin was Aladdin. really good. Okay, great. Okay, favorite attraction at a Disney park? What's the one? Pandora. Pandora. 
Oh, flights of, of the... passage. Yes. Flights of passage. That's but then right. also, okay, that's not the part. Rapid fire. Oops. That's okay. That's okay. But then also, this is your time. Yeah. Rise of the Resistance. Oh, sure. yes, I love Rise. Yes. <laughs> I got on that ride when there was a waiting list. You had to like get on the lottery, like be in the park mm -hmm. at a specific hour. I was like, get up mm -hmm. early, everybody. I woke right. up my family at six forty-five. Yes. I cried. <laughs> yep. Okay. Back to the rapid fire. Okay. Favorite Disney park. Oh, those are hard questions. Uh, mm. Hollywood Studios. Okay. Well, Lies. Great. Animal Kingdom. Lies. Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Well, Flight of Passage and all that. Yeah. Sure, Pandora. Okay. And the best food. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, what is your favorite Disney dining experience? It's in Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. I cannot remember the name. But if you go through Pangea all the way, it's like a South African was cuisine. Was it the quick service or was it no. the, no, no, it's it was the high down. end. Right. Yes. yes. We've done that. In it's fact, sit down for yes. a restaurant. Oh, shoot. Well, yeah, we know what it is. I ate there too. And it was very good. So Google it. Someone help me. Tiffins. Quickly. Quickly. Oh. Tiffins. Tiffins. Yes. Tiffins. Tiffins. Woo. Yeah. Great. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> Tiffins. Yeah. So it was, um, let's see back to Thanks. the um, favorite Disney snack. Dole. No. Turkey leg. Oh, oh turkey, leg, turkey, the turkey, leg. The turkey leg. It has to be eaten for me. My procedure is at the latter part of the day because I have to take it home it, and then make leftovers because it's okay. this big. Oh, that is that now that's a good idea. I'm making turkey salad, you know, I, Yes, Cindy, oh, wow. women after my own heart. <laughs> you, yep. You've done something monumental here. Yes. We ask this yes. question of every guest and no one has ever said turkey leg. And what? I'm a big turkey leg fan. I know, I know. And so I'm like lower confetti. And like, <laughs> finally, you said the buzzword, turkey leg. Yep. So, oh my gosh, you just made our day. You have no idea. We're so happy. <laughs> well, yes. we started with Dole Whip, which I'm in the Dole Whip category, but Vanessa yes. is big into the turkey leg category. But I'm I happy that she is represented by you. Yes. You got happy a friend in me. First, it, firstly, it's always a turkey leg. But okay. then if I need a little something cold and sweet, depending on the weather, like turkey mm -hmm. leg, I can eat all day, every day, 365. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. But Dole Whip, I'm like, ooh, it's, it might be a little too cold for Dole Whip. I'm so like, what flavor Dole Whip? Sweet. Um, I thought there's only one. Classic. There's pineapple. Yeah, there's yeah. different ones, but yeah. The classic, classic, but there's. I like the classic. Oh, put me on to the other flavors. Coconut is so good. Oh, coconut. There's like raspberry too. They have, they come up with different ones now. Raspberry. So. I know. Yeah, they have different kinds. So, well, I go with the OG. Very happy. You've made us very happy with your snack <laughs> choices. Yeah, so you are very, yeah. very happy. Yes. Well, Cindy, it has been just so fun to to get to meet you, get to learn more about you, get to hear about all the amazing things that you're doing. We can't wait to see Disney Princess the concert and. One thing that we always like to end with is you you do so much, and I'm sure that there are things that you're not often asked about that you're like, oh, I wish someone would just ask me about this. So is there anything that we didn't ask you about that you'd really like to share with us today? You guys, I want to own an ice cream truck. Oh, okay. wow. Let's make well, it happen. Hey, yes. That is good. I want to be like swirls with sin. You know what I mean? Like That would be great. I want to have my own theme song and ride around the neighborhood and give ice cream and like mix-ins. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> but then oh my gosh. it would yeah. be vegan options and gluten free options. Uh, you know, every time I go into a, yeah, every time I go into a 
every time I go into an ice cream parlor, I'm like, what are your gluten-free options? They're like, well, we have mint chocolate chip. I don't want that. Nope. <laughs> oh, you've, you've really thought about this. Well, I want strawberry shortcake. All of this, yes. I think that's, well, I think that, that, that's, that needs to be on your list of things to do. Yes. And tell us where it, where it is and come by our neighborhood. How about that? Oh, deal. That could be another tour at some point. You know, you can go. Oh, we'll tour all over. I'll put a yeah. mattress in the back. I've already been on the bus. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> Love that. Wow. I, I can't top that with any other question because that is such a great answer. I cannot wait to visit the ice cream truck. I hope you'll do a U.S. tour and come visit us <laughs> when you when you make that happen. Uh, like I said, it has just been so great to talk to you. We we. I cannot tell you, we cannot wait for Disney Princess, the concert. I cannot wait to hear you sing Shadowland. I'm sure it's just going to be a phenomenal performance. And and like you said, different from the show. So I can't wait to hear your solo uh, performance of it. And we're just so excited to see you there. And just want to thank you so much for being so giving of your time today and, and allowing us to, to kind of get a preview of what this show is going to be like. So thank you so much, Cindy. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Make sure you get your tickets at DisneyPrincessConcert.com and, and just ask Brett what he thought of the show. Oh, my gosh. Can't wait to see. I can't wait to see it all again. Yes, it was great. Yeah, can't wait. Thanks, everybody. Wow. What a great person she is. She's so positive. She's so fun. I just want to hang out with her. Like, can we go mm -hmm. take her to Tiffin's and buy her some yes. drinks and right. hang out with That's her? right. Yeah, and that sounds I like want to ride around in her ice cream truck, guys. I yes. know we have to get it, but Brett, I really love during the uh, rapid fire. She was like getting up, getting ready to answer those questions. Yes. She was ready. She was on. She was ready. <laughs> oh, we could have. Oh, you know, she's a Disney fan. We could have gone on forever, but you know, but she, but she gave the answer. Well, that Vanessa has been waiting for forever. Yeah. <laughs> turkey, turkey leg. Turkey leg. I told you there are people out there who like turkey yes, leg. I followed up you, with the Dole Whip. So we yeah. need to like take her advice, you know, take that turkey leg home, use it in like salad and things like that, because she has the right idea. You can't eat it all day when you're there, but take it home, use it in some other things. That's a smart Absolutely. idea. Yeah. So what was some of your favorite things that you learned about Cindy Winters today? I mean, talking about Hamilton and the Lion King. Hello. That was those were some great stories. But Brett, what was some of your favorite parts? Oh, well, the behind the scenes, you know, the not really, they're not even really antics. They're just like spa days and other yes. cast activities. You know, that was so great. And I was just so impressed, you know, to, to learn the three tracks, as she says, you know, of the Skylar sisters, that's got to be amazing. So it was so great to hear the behind the scenes part. So, you know, we love the behind the scenes part. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was really cool to hear her talk about playing Angelica, Liza, and, and Peggy. Peggy. And, Peggy. <laughs> and yes. it was really cool to hear how she really has to know those parts front and back and mm -hmm. she has to switch them out constantly. I think you can really tell what a challenge it is to be a Broadway performer and what skill she has. I mean, she is just a superstar and it was just so great to get to have a behind the scenes look at how that all works. And I think it even makes the performance coming up, Disney Princess, the concert, it, it even makes it that more exciting because you know that you have these talented women who are performing in this and they're just top-notch performers. But B, what was your favorite part? 
Well, I really enjoyed hearing her talk about her one woman play, Lena, a moment uh, with the lady because you could really see how creativeness influenced her own music. You know, it's hard to be an independent artist. I don't think many people know what that experience is like because people's main goal is I want to get signed, but they don't think about what comes after that. They don't think about, you know, the money that comes with that, everything it takes. So for you to be your own writer, songwriter, to be the person that books things, to be your publicist, to be really independent artist really speaks volumes. And this lady is already busy. I mean, come mm -hmm. on now. She's on this tour and she's still creating her own music. And for her to take the time to honor such an icon for so many people who has been so influential to me was like, Phew, I could do better. I can write something. I should go do something. So it just mm -hmm. really inspired me. I say the same thing. Like I, I do feel really inspired after talking to her that, you know, it was really inspiring. And that was just a great point to bring up B. And if you enjoyed this conversation and you are not yet a subscriber of Beyond the Mouse podcast, well, you can find us pretty much anywhere. You get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever, wherever you're listening, that's where we'll be. You can also find us on Twitter at Beyond Mouse and on Instagram, Beyond the Mouse Pod. We're also on Facebook as Beyond the Mouse, but the real fun is over in that Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals Facebook group. We share lots of fun things we're up to. And if you want the behind the scenes look at how interviews like these go, all the little hidden details that we don't always share with everybody, come over to our Patreon page and become a Patreon member. And we'll be happy to show you what goes on behind the scenes and some other perks that come with that too but we just really appreciate you joining us today special thanks to cindy winters again we are so excited to see their concert disney princess the concert that is in peoria december 2nd and in st louis december 10th and it's going to be a whole lot of other places if you're not in the central illinois area i know we have some listeners from all over so check out those dates and see where they might be near you Thank you so much for listening. Before we go, Brett, any final words? Well, I, I, I'm i ready for December. I'm ready for the concert. <laughs> and for anyone who's listening, as Vanessa said, it's all over September, October, November, and December. And it's crisscrossing the United States. So go see Disney princesses live. Yes. B, what about you? I just want to be a Disney princess now. <laughs> You're a Disney princess to me. I call you Rapunzel all the time. You, you do. You do. I will give you that. So I guess I am a Disney, a, a, a spiritual Disney princess in the That's spirit. Good. There we That's go. That's right. We're all, we all have a little Disney princess in us. Maybe sure. a little villain from time to time. But <laughs> on that note, we will wrap it up here. So for Beyond the Mouse, I'm Vanessa. I'm Brett. And I'm B. And we'll see you real soon in the front row of... Disney Princess the concert. Ah, oh, I'm gonna throw roses up at them. I'm so excited. I might be one of those women crying in the front row. <laughs> That's okay. We have each other to hold. <laughs>